All right, guys, and we are back. This is episode number three with your CTO, Chief Talking Officer Kyle here, and we're sitting with Nick again. How you doing? What's up, man? How are you? Good old CEO. The CEO. That's a strange one. Ugh. It's too, too, too much responsibility. <laughs> oh, don't you love it, though? <laughs> it's good. I like it. Uh, we were just sitting here talking about, you were talking about uh, your good old hurricane drink or mm-hmm. margaritas and all, all that fun stuff you had this weekend. Yeah, I, didn't have, I only had one, one drink. And uh, it was this this concoction that my wife has come up with. It's blue in color, <laughs> and I swear it tastes like I don't know the Bahamas. Anything I had tropical. one. I had. I went up to Ben and Kim's house, and I had this thing called Red Breast. So it's scotch. It wasn't too bad. It it had a little bite to it. Yeah. A little spicy, but um, put it on an ice cube, and that thing was delicious. Oh, dude, you gotta try. So I don't know the ingredients. I have I have to look it up. So. Date night this past week went out to a place called uh, Barnwall Hitch. Okay, and and in Gambrels, and they have a drink called Purple Rain, <laughs> and it's it's small and it is purple. It's a purple purple drink, and it's actually quite thick in consistency almost. And when you first sip it, it's like super sweet. It has like a blackberry on top, and uh, just after you sip it and it touches the back of your tongue, it lights you up. Hmm. It is fire. Oh, go and, drink drunk over here, huh? Dude, it is so good. And it's it's like it's got every flavor and every little everything you'd ever want out of a drink. It's got it. It is delicious. And it's it's one of those drinks um that you have to like stop yourself from well, like tonight I'd love to after work like slide by there real quick and go have one <laughs> cuz it's just so good. There's not many drinks I can say that about, but that one whoo, is good. I bet. Yeah. Reminds me of when we went to a yard house the one time and your dad ordered a hurricane, but it was in like the martini glass mm-hmm. and it was blue and then it went up to pink and it was like, he's like this feminine butch dude. And then he's got this little feminine drink and yeah, you're yeah. like, uh, yeah, he's like, hey, this, man. he's manly man. He's got this little thing. He's got a pinky out and it tastes so good. <laughs> it <was> so <laughs> he's, funny. He's, he's a wild man. But All yeah. right, let's get into it. Um, let's episode go. number three, we were talking about kind of the ADHD shiny syndrome i know i'm victim of it um we were we just having are. a conversation of you're like why why waste the words yeah. um i think you were talking about you said your aunt has was it she has, so she, she, has a, she has a son yeah so okay guys we're gonna we're gonna jump into this this is this is gonna get a little less storytelling more of opinions and keep in mind everything we talk about here is an opinion um a lot of what i say is just simply from testing and experience. I, it's experience. And I'm not a doctor, and, and a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. You're a data-driven person. I am a fully self-taught, data-driven, experienced person that has, has, you know, I have been through the ringer, and I have been through a lot. I have been diagnosed with learning disabilities, dyslexia, ADHD. They tried to put me on meds, and I didn't do it because I'm not a person that likes medicine. I'd like to yeah. – I'd rather heal a headache by – hydrating, resting, uh, and not take Advil. Yeah. Not that I'm against it. There's a place in time for medicines and I'm not going to fight it. You know, I, I've broken my jaw. I have, I've taken morphine. Like I'm not against it, but like if I can fix it on my own without any kind of outside, you know, non-natural thing, I'll try first. Exactly. That's where I stand. So again, all this is just opinionates, opinions based upon things that I've been through. So <clears throat> my, my cousin love him he's amazing and his brother um they, they live down in sarasota florida they are my this is gonna sound terrible this is my favorite part of my family they, hmm. they these guys um they think on like a, a different level and i like i like their approach and you know the rest of my family is great but these are just special to me yeah um but the the younger brother i'm not gonna use a bunch of names here but the younger brother um just wild man growing up he'd be the kind of guy where you know i'd go down to their place and visit him and he would just be like hey nick what's up bam he'd punch you in the nads and it's like dude what is your deal he tried the to- intrusive thoughts come out in actions oh, man frustrating and like we have they have a pool and i went swimming and he tried to drown me and it's just like what is this dude's deal hmm. um you know fast forward today what an amazing human being i love him so much he is so smart he is so driven he's so kind um just all around great human being and you know now that i have my own children i've had an opportunity to to see life through a different lens and this is something else y'all need to pay attention to is everybody sees things through different lenses right and i'll give you a great for instance i started biking a few years ago and i used to hate bicyclists on the road 
and I still kind of do. But I semi-understand them a little better now, why they have their tendencies of doing what they do, because I jumped into their shoes. Or now that I'm a parent, you know, I used to look at parents that literally would have kids on leashes, and I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Now I have one of those kids, and I need a leash for Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I kind of get why they do it, and I don't fully agree with certain things, but whatever. We won't get into all that. But um, this kid, uh, the younger brother, he, his, his mother and I had a conversation, and I love his mom, my aunt, and... Uh, she said that the world does not spin fast enough for my son. And I, I fully understand that now because my son is the same exact way. He's four and a half years old. And that boy, I swear to God, I think he defies the laws of gravity. <laughs> it is just, it's just incredible. And so, you know, when people talk about, you know, distractions or uh, ADHD or whatever, I personally believe that you can – you can overcome those because I have my own demons that I fight to um, where where I get distracted. You know, there's so many things in today's society that, that will distract us all. TikTok. You have a cell phone. Kyle's holding up his cell phone right now. I'm literally getting ready to go there. Um, and you have to control your urges. And what I have found that works the best is knowing where you want to go, right? So, like, I teach my kids all the time, look where you want to be. Whether you're on a bicycle or it's something you need to do in school, keep your eyes on where you want to be because it'll take your mind and your body there. So, like, for instance, in racing terms, because I'm a racer, if the car is wrecking, I never take my eyes off of where I want to be and because that's that allows me to steer in the direction that I want to go. If I stare at the wall, I'm going to hit the wall, right? It's like golf. When you play golf, if you look at the water in front of you and you think about there's water in front of you, you're going to hit the ball in the water. But if you stand there and think, okay, I have to swing this certain way and I have to follow through with the ball and I need to make good contact to the ball and it's going to sail like this and I need to land it right there. I land the ball there every single time. Where like I play golf with my father and he just duffs it in the water every single time <laughs> because he's, he's acknowledging it. He's giving it, you know, value. And, and, and when you focus on something, that's where you go. Where your mind is, is where it's going to take you. My father told me from a very, very, very young age, he goes, whatever you think about the most is what will become. And when I was a young man, I wanted to be big. I wanted to be a big guy. Yeah. And that's all I thought about, being a young man. And look at me now. You're a lot bigger than your dad, I'll tell you that. I'm a lot bigger than my dad. I wear a size 16 shoe. My hands are nine inches long. My, I wear a 36, uh, 35 inseam. I'm 6'3", pushing 6'4 in the morning. I'm getting older now, so I shrink throughout the day. <laughs> um, but if, you know, if Maybe I... you need to stand up straight and say slouch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If I wear my cowboy boots, I look like a monster. Yeah, I know. I've stood next to you. <laughs> it's scary. So, you know, that's kind of proof to me that, that that opinion of mine, again, it's an opinion, but I have data to, to back it up. Um, so, you know, you had given an instance, for instance, Kyle, before we press record, was, you know, cars are zipping by here. And you, you, it grabs your attention. Well, of course it's going to grab your attention. It's something that you need to focus on. The dog. I have a little dog that walks through. He's a border collie. His name's Stig. Uh, we call him Wiggles. He, he came in here and we petted him. You know, you, you're going to have things that are going to pull your attention away from where you're trying to go. But the biggest thing of all is knowing where you're going to go, right? A lot of people just wake up every day and they're not quite sure what's about to happen. And you know what? If that's how you want to live, then by all means, but that in that scenario, a lot of times what happens is life happens, you know, to you and you're not you're not gonna get out of life what you're really desiring because you're just you're full of distractions and you're full of um just you're not focused on what you want to do. So the biggest thing of all that that I've learned from people is first off, you need to have a moral compass. And I'll tell you my story really quick. So I was 23 years old. I was driving this 97 F-250 green regular cab, long bed, uh, F-250 pickup truck. And I had, I had fought this demon of being PC for a very long time. And when I was 18, I tried to be that hard-nosed contractor. And I tried to be the guy that was tough and you don't tell me what to do and I know what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. And I was 18 years old. I remember this very specifically. And I literally would get into fight with customers. And I lost so much money. And I mm -hmm. lost – I lo so there's, a, there's this community near me um, called Eagle Point, and I literally had every lawn on that, on that, um, in, in, that, in that community. I think there was only two I didn't have. I had all the common grounds, and I literally had every single house. I made bank off this place. I mean, made big dollars off this place. These homes today probably – they're probably two, three million-dollar homes. They're, yeah. They're 
real deal legit homes. And um, the very first house on the left, his name was Brian. I don't remember his last name. Um, I needed to do a patio for him. It was the very first patio I ever installed that was of, of decent size. Yeah. And uh, Brian didn't handle himself very well, but that's no excuse for me not handling myself well. And I, I went to his place on a Friday night because he had some problems that he, he had with the patio. And I looked back on it. He was right. And I fought him. And I, I really, really screwed up because I should have just shut up and listened. And I should have just took my beating and my whipping. And I should have just tucked my tail between my legs and fixed it. And I didn't. I tried to come up with every freaking excuse under the sun of why I was right. And guess what happened? I lost almost every house in that community yeah the poison that i created by not manning up and not just simply taking it on the chin fixing his patio in a quick fashion i lost i don't know two hundred thousand dollars a year's worth of lawns and landscaping and stuff easily easily it's probably more than that honestly would you say that pans into like that that adhd or would that kind of go in lines of like you just you had an ego that you couldn't separate from. I, was, I, I think they, they go kind of hand in hand, but I don't know. So I wasn't old enough, I think, to have the ego. I think I didn't have my moral compass squared away, which then led to... So ADHD is basically not being able to focus, right? Yeah. Am I correct on that? For the most part, yeah. Roughly, generally, right? So when I didn't have my moral compass and I didn't decide who I was going to be and how I was going to act, then I would just act randomly. There was no rhyme or reason to my actions. Yeah. And so learning that, and then I said, okay, I'm going to go from this hard-nosed contractor approach to very, very, very PC. Very, very PC, you know, po politically correct, uh, ultimately led to me getting my ass run straight over by everybody. And That's where I had an issue. Okay. So there you go. You can relate, right? Yeah. But I never had the, the hardcore contractor part. I just went more or less on everybody kind of ran me over and I was like, oh yeah, you need that. Yeah, we'll, we'll take care of it. No problem. Like, and I think you've been there. It's like, okay, 100%. if it's something small, you'll just, you'll handle it because you want to keep the relationship. Right. And that, and then what that does is that you're basically devaluing, devaluing yourself and your time. Yeah. And right? I think that's where, like I've said, I, I was trying to find where I was in my life is that I let that happened too much, so I didn't know who I was. Sure. So I had to find who I was again and figure out, okay, well, what's the value of my life? What's the value of my part in my family? What's the value of my part within the company that I am within and my value in the company that I want to run again? Right. And so for me, I think personally that moral compass comes before that because if you're not right, how do you expect yourself to run a business? Yeah. Right? So – I remember I was driving down General's Highway. It's this little 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 road in my little town, very small. I think I think uh, there's maybe two or three traffic lights in my town. Not many. Yeah, roughly. It's not that many. Is that Generals or is that Veterans? That's Gen so Gen so Generals runs from uh, basically my house to Annapolis. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, you're right. And there's two gas stations uh, on this road. They're they're right across the street from themselves. One's an Osprey and one's a one's a Shell. You probably never even heard of Osprey, but whatever. And I remember driving. Mean, dude, I was 23 years old, and I will never forget this moment. I said to myself, "Get a hold of yourself, dude. You don't know who you truly are. You're trying to be someone else. Exactly. What are you doing? Like the the reason no one can connect with you is you can't even connect with you." Right, and so this goes back to that moral compass. So I sat down, and I remember driving down that road, and I ended up driving like for an hour because I was just talking to myself, and I didn't go where I was ended up. I don't even remember where I was going, <laughs> but I remember this conversation I had with myself, like crystal clear. And uh, I said, "Okay, what are you going to stand for? You know, how are you going to talk? How are you going to walk? How are you going to study? How are you going to listen to people? How are you going to learn from people? However, you know, who are you going to allow yourself to learn from?" And so I went through this big list in my own head. And how I was going to manage myself, you know, moving forward. And the problem is at that point is that my landscape company at the time um, it was mature enough to where I couldn't make, I could have, I guess I made this excuse to myself, but I didn't feel like making this hard left turn in the business. So I kind of kept things the way they were and I was slowly morphing them away. And the reason I'm saying this is because once I started Dawson Manufacturing, the number one rule in this company was be honest, be truthful, 
Tell it like it is. It's on our banner as soon as you walk in the shop. Absolutely. Exactly. You should take a picture of that and post it too. We should. Like just put it up like this is these are the this is our moral compass right yes. here. And that's why I did that. That banner is thirty five foot wide. It's twelve foot tall. And the first thing is be honest. It needs to be a little lower though, because <laughs> I don't think everybody's looking up yeah, like I that know. in the morning. Yeah. I know. I didn't I did that because I didn't want to block all the lights. Especially but, good old Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gavin's head down all the time. But anyway, so we we're, we're driving down the road and I'm I'm having this conversation with myself. And from that moment forward Everything seemed to, I don't know, it just seemed like things clicked together better. Yeah. Like, like a Lego just snapped. Every every single time something came up. Versus like laying the Legos on each other, but not fully getting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more like Jenga, right? Yeah. It, it just, Jenga, you don't want to run your life like Jenga. You want to be like Legos, snapped together and it holds, right? Yeah. So, you know, yes, do I get distracted? Sure. Was I diagnosed with ADHD and all this stuff? Yes. And and I am well aware of all the distractions in life. Um but once you have your the ability to to focus yourself, then you can look at your business or your relationships or your life, and you can what I call compartmentalize, and then have the bandwidth in your mind to give the next thing it is that you're looking to do. You're going to give it its actual the, the attention it needs to support it. So say it's a relationship, right? We all want to get into these relationships because we think someone's cute or we think they're hot or we think they have something to offer us or, or whatever, male or female, doesn't matter. And what we end up doing is we end up catching the fish and we don't do anything with it, right? And then we, and then until something slaps us, we, you know, we don't, we don't know what we're doing with it, right? And so you have to then be able to keep everything in your life where it belongs and keep it focused. Like for me, it's keep my relationship first. You got to make sure that that is good to go. And then that will then bleed off into your business relationships. It'll bleed off into your business. It'll bleed off into you and your kids and all that. And if the top thing ain't right, none of it's going to be right. I mean, I just experienced this. It's like a pyramid. Yeah, it's a pyramid. Yeah. And so that is why it's so important to have that moral compass. When it comes to ADHD, it comes to um, disability, some kind of disability, right? Everybody has some kind of disability. We're all wired slightly different. And um, who was that guy? Stephen Hawkins? Doing yeah. The, doing wheelchair? Mm-hmm. That dude ever, had every excuse not to be a genius. But he just doubled down on the things he knew he was great at, and he went with it, right? I think, who who is it? Gary Vee, I think, always talks about don't waste your time trying to learn something that you don't know when you can just double down on the things that you do know. I think that's relatively decent advice for the most part. Sometimes we have to learn new things. Like right now, this podcasting thing, this is full out brand new to me. But I think it's a manageable thing that I've, you know, the rest of my life, I've managed to be able to put things in place and people in place to give give myself enough time to learn this. And I've also tested it. I've done a bunch of podcasts with other guys, um, which led me to believe that I could do this. And you got a lot of feedback from it too of like, oh yeah, we'd love to hear your experiences. Right. And, and that all comes, okay, goes back to, you know, episode one, one and two, and everything else. I always say the credentials, testing, um, put yourself out there a little bit. It, it, you'd you'd really be shocked to hear what people actually think about you that isn't on the internet, right? The internet can be in a very great place and it can be a very ugly place. Um, you have to be able to see through the BS and be able to filter. Okay, who's who's got great intentions and, and who doesn't? Um, I tell you, I get inundated with negative. I mean, nonstop every single day on the internet. But I'm able to then go, okay, well, look at all the people in Kentucky that, that grabbed me and was like, dude, start your podcast. Please start doing YouTube. Please do this. Please do that. We love your mindset and your 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 vision and your views and da 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 And And guys, any of you that are listening right now that tell me this, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because this good old boy just simply is doing the absolute best he can and and – because I'm just true to who I am, it seems to work. Yeah, you learn to filter the ugly out, and you go, okay, well, some of that's constructive criticism. Some of it is, um, it's just people keyboard worrying, you know. And and you can't keep from all of that all the time because it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. No matter what, and you just have to look at it for what it is, face value. Is okay. They're just sitting there and they're typing what they feel like typing because they can't do it. For it's sure. like you were telling me with uh, Chloe's uh, job the other day. It's like, okay, people are coming after you because they're threatened. If they're threatened, that's something on their part. That's not something because of you. It's because you're doing what you need to do. Well, they're weak. Exactly. They're weak. People that are weak typically attack the strong. Mm-hmm. 
And what you, when the weak people attack like that, what they don't realize they're doing is they're making the strong people stronger. Yeah. Uh, I am, case in point, the exact, I'm a great um, uh, example of that. When, when people attack me or my products, um, I actually look at it and go, you're right. That could be better. And I make it better. And sometimes, you know, I get the opportunity to tell them, hey, thanks. And other times I don't. That's like testing or not really testing, but we were doing all the marketing videos and stuff this week. You were throw, we literally threw a wheelbarrow at the cart mate and blew the handle off the wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. Destroyed it. Yeah. And, and what happened to the cart mate? Nothing. A scuff. Yeah. I think we had like one little scratch in it. Yeah. From like the metal hitting or something. It was, it was nothing. And again, keep in mind, like we have fun when we do that kind of stuff. And, and the reality of it is, is that there's a place and there's almost a place for everything. Yeah. Like literally everything almost has a place. Um, so competition is really good. Ah, we need to write that down. A whole podcast on competition and how it's amazing. Look, we're writing this down. Look, guys, we're just we're just showing you what we do right here, right like live. Um, but uh, you know, when it comes to d- d- the distractions, what I would recommend, I think, is the absolute best, um, is taking notes. Take as many notes as you possibly can every single day. Like right now, I just asked Kyle to write down this note. We organize this podcast up to where. I have I have years, decades of advice and experiences and oh wow, listen to all the dogs barking. No barking, kiddos. Oh jeez, can you all hear that? That's <laughs> how do we make the recording sign for the dogs? <laughs> right. Woof woof. So our entire company is uh is actually named after a dog. Dawson was a dog of mine. Hey, there's another podcast we can talk about. Um is uh this this dog I had I had him for 17 years. He was a Border Collie German Shepherd. So we're definitely pro-dog people here. Uh, we've got three of them in the building, and we love every one of them. One's tiny, one's medium, one's big, so it's fun. Um, <laughs> we cover all ranges. We do, we do. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of getting back to the – trying to get back to point here, the whole ADHD and the distractions in life and all that. Um, you know, there, there are so many things in your life that you're going to be able to – Stig – Stop. Come. <laughs> right now. Come here. Enough. Come. Come here. He's like, but I'm in trouble, man. Come here. Stop. Um, sorry about that, guys. I just got to take care of business. Um, but uh, when when it comes to all this, you're, you're in control of it, right? And you can either let the excuse paralyze you which most people do, and it is so unfortunate. I, I, feel, I feel terribly for people because they don't have the proper training. They don't have the mentor. Like, I've had a bunch of mentors in my life. I had, literally have a life coach. And some of you may look at me and go, dude, you have a life coach? Dude, I do therapy. I literally weekly talk to a therapist. I have a life coach. I talk to you four or five times a year. Um, I could talk to him literally every day if I wanted to. Um, my father is a great sounding board. He, he has got more experience than I do, so that's a great thing to have. Some people have that. Some people don't. People that don't have a good dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you don't have a good dad. Um, I, I fortunately have a good dad. Um, but you – I was having this conversation over the weekend, and Kyle, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. You don't have to be a byproduct – of your past, right? You don't. Um, my grandfather was a raging alcoholic and died from drinking. They literally cut his tongue out two weeks before he died, right? Uh, my mother was a drug addict. She smoked dope. She did all the hardcore drugs. She was into um, some really nasty adult activities that I saw firsthand as a child. Uh, was I, I was raised in an environment that no child should be raised in. Um, and none, I want to make sure I'm clear on this, none of this, which my father uh, approved of, um, but he did what he had to do to keep our relationship alive and ultimately ended up being one of the most unbreakable relationships of all time that I've ever seen. Um, but, you know, it's your choice on how you handle today. When that sun comes up, you have the opportunity to make a change and create that moral compass of I'm not going to be overweight. I'm not going to do dope. I'm not going to waste time. I'm not going to be a veg, a veg uh, what do they call it, when you veg out on TV. The vegetable. A yeah. vegetable. I couch don't even potato. watch TV. Yeah, couch potato. I don't even watch TV, ever. So, you know, what, what, what are the excuses you're telling yourself, right? Kyle, so I'd love to know your thoughts on this. What, what are things that you think that you do daily that you're, you're currently working on to give um, 
you know, people an example of, of that we're both human. I'll give mine, but I'd like to hear yours first. So I'd like to kind of go back a little bit. I have two awesome role models for kind of that where you're going down on the story is number one is my uncle. Um, my uncle used to do drugs a whole nine. And ever since I was born, I have actually been the reason that he's become sober. So he hasn't touched alcohol, drugs, or anything for 25 years, which has been amazing. He has gone through some – I mean, he's been through hell and high water, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Um, He was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, I want to say 2012. I could be wrong on that. Ouch. But he went through it, went into remission, and um, he was diagnosed again with it just before COVID. Mm. And he had to go through bone marrow transplant. And that was rough. Yeah. but hasn't touched anything, hasn't been on oxycodone or anything like that. He is tough through it, and I I give him praise for it. He was amazing for it. Um, the other side is my father. My father is my downright my best friend and the one person I look up to most, and you hear about him a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring up him on a lot of my experience with woodworking, metalwork. I mean, he taught me how to weld and all that. Boats? Yeah, boating. I mean, God. Water's in my blood because of him. Yeah. Um, but my dad, so a little bit of background. My great-grandfather died before, I, or my grandfather died before I was born, 1993. Okay. Um, that was because of smoking and alcoholism. Ugh. And my father essentially said, I'm not going to let that happen. And four, three, four years ago, um, he made a commitment to go on a keto-based diet. Nice. And he lost 100 pounds plus mm-hmm. and completely transformed his life, completely transformed his personality because he used to be like – so my grandfather was born in the Bronx, and that attitude was a spark of a fuse. I mean, anything lit him off, he was done. And it was very hard to calm him down. And ever since he went on the keto-based diet, it has changed his personality. I mean, complete 180, which is amazing. Um, so they are two fantastic role models that I look up to for – that specific reason um and the one thing i've definitely been working on lately and have been kind of making that change per se is um beginning of the year my dad and i um after closing my wedding we had a bunch of family stuff going on that we had to kind of work through on chloe's side but with that the relationship with my father and i has kind of perished and i've been working really hard to mend it and I'm glad he actually had the conversation with me he kind of came up to me and said look I feel like we're drifting apart things are rough and I feel like I'm losing my son and I'm like I see exactly what you're talking about and I I apologized you know it wasn't that I was doing it inherently it was just because of factors outside of him and I that I didn't recognize that I needed to work on so once a week we've been trying to like Every week we have a dinner that we go over there for Sundays, but I'm going to try this winter, just my dad and I, we go out either Sunday morning or Saturday morning. During the winter, we go out and we grab breakfast and we just sit down at least once a month and just say, hey, how you doing? Check in, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like that's something I really want to work on with him. And mm-hmm. hopefully next year, make it so that my schedule isn't so messed up. It got a lot more messed up when I was sick. So everything kind of got all jumbled up trying to get myself back on track was really hard, Mm -hmm. but getting out on the boat more often, hanging out with them, you know, maybe going crabbing or our biggest thing once a year was let's go offshore fishing. You know, ever since I got much older, we haven't been able to do that quite as much, but I would like to start doing it again as making a once a year trip for him and I, we go down to ocean city. We try going either white Marlin fishing or we go, tuna fishing like mm-hmm. those, those are just our big things because water's in our blood it's the one thing we relate to i mean we did all the maintenance on our boat together i haven't been able to do that since i've gotten older just because our schedules don't align but it's something i'm going to work towards is just that relationship with my father i want it to be stronger yeah things to do it definitely going out for dinner definitely taking some time just for him and i sure you know everything kind of revolves around the family now which i still love but i haven't had that him and i time sure so definitely something i'm gonna work on Mm -hmm. i know i I love that and and you know guys in the comments in these podcasts or on youtube you know let us know what you do with your parents or you know loved ones or you do for yourself you know what what are you doing to take time to to you know manage your mental health right like that's huge and i think helping um you know, helping keeping those connections, those bonds is huge. 
huge. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So, um, gosh, that was so good, Kyle. I don't even remember the question I even asked you. I was so deep into what you were saying. What was the actual question I asked? Oh, gosh, God. I can't even remember. It was crazy. Anyway, um, we're going to jump back into the meat, meat, meat and potatoes of this whole, this whole subject of, you know, just not getting distracted, not allowing life to just like derail Meanwhile, you. we get distracted. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and, and, but the thing is, is it recognizing it, right? Yeah. Like recognizing the fact that, okay, hold up, pump the brakes. Let's bring this thing back to the rails. Um, I was saying something about, you know, notes. I take notes every single day. I have a, 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 a sheet of, what is, what it's is just a, It's just a regular notepad. 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 Big, you know, eight and a half by Nine, 11. Yeah. White, you know, little blue lines and little, you know, lines on it. Um, Literally, mine right now consists of, I think, between four and six pages of notes. Yeah, and you're just going through crossing them off as you can. Yeah, and I categorize them by importance, and I'm like, okay, well, what can I handle? And then I decide, okay, not only do you need to take notes, but you need to schedule your time out. Like, I have a whiteboard, and I, I write down all of, like, anything that des- is design or product-related, it goes on one whiteboard. Yeah. And I have another whiteboard that has, like, a yearly schedule on which actually I need to update that here soon. I was talking to Craig about it. Um, we need to have that up so the whole entire company can see what's going on in my head. What are the goals? So everybody can kind of align themselves mentally and physically uh, to, to, you know, push this monster of a company we, we're building uh, to the next level. Yeah. There's, there's always that next level, right? Like, we're, to me, there's no finish line. The finish line is death. And, um, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're not special. You're not better than this guy. You're right. I'm not. Neither is Kyle. We're just on different stepping stones. It was like, um, I like the one guy, Alex Hormozzi. We were watching a podcast together and he was talking about um, how much make, how to make so much money makes you sick. And the way he wrote it out is he made, he all he wrote was the word new, but he made it as a graph. And you could see how the N would slowly get bigger. The E was small. And then the W got bigger again, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's, there's ebbs and flows within a business and you're the higher highs come with lower lows and you just have to go through each step. You know, it's never going to flat. I mean, it will flatline, but what I'm saying is it, it never gets easier as it gets bigger. It just only gets harder. Well, yeah, that, that's so gosh, Kyle, great, great point. So what I've always said was, you know, life and business and, well, life and business is really the two things that we kind of focus on. But, you know, everything, it's like a, it's like an airplane. Airplanes don't fly flat. They yeah, either they fly, fly up, up. Or, they, or they either fly up or they're, or they're falling down. Yeah. And that's just it. Um, and what you got to realize is that it's going to be, it's all about the journey. And it's, it's hard to let it grow. But if once you take, it's like the grass is green on the side, right? Mm-hmm. The grass is not green on the side you're on right now because you're not fertilizing it. Exactly. And you've got to work really hard at that. And if you think you're going to jump over there and, you know, that grass is going to be greener, yeah, it may be, but it's ultimately going to be brown again because you're not, you don't, you haven't learned how to fertilize your own lawn, right? You're, you're, you're you know, take care of your mental well being. Um, it, it's so important to, 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 to manage yourself and mental your head trash and manage um, your time. A lot of people just let time just like rip by them. It's like, you blink and you're 40, you're 50, you're 60, you're 70 years old. My, I have, I have a, um, a cousin, he's 70 years old. He's like, just keep waking up. Just keep waking up. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Just keep waking up. But, but enjoy the time between. But yeah, you got to learn to enjoy the time between, control it, try to manage yourself as best you can. For, for instance, like, you know, tonight, a lot of people are going to go home. They're going to kiss their babies. They're going to kiss their wives or their husbands or whatever. They're going to make dinner and they're going to sit there and plop down and watch the TV. And then they're going to get up the next day and they're going to go, why do I not have more? Why is it so hard to pay my bills? Well, there was a few hours there that you could have spent building yourself. You could start your own podcast. You can literally sell it, start a podcast right on your cell phone. It ain't that hard. Um, so try to learn to control the excuses. Uh, that's something I, I actually used to have on my racing business cards. It used to say no excuses. You know, um, today my father's got a, a Ford Flex and his license plate on it just says effort. Mm-hmm. And and that is all about, you know, you're going to run into tough situations and you want to, they're not going to go away. You got to handle them. And and we, have, we ran into a situation this year, really rough situation at work where somebody did something wrong that didn't, had nothing to do with the company. And we ultimately ended up having to, take care of this this issue for one of our customers and it was it cost us a lot of money yeah a lot and ultimately we the reason we did it was because we have to support our product 
And behind that, we have to support our customers. And that's what makes us so much different is because we don't just go, yeah, sorry about your luck. You know, because A or B, it's either going to turn into A, a lawsuit, or B, a really unhappy customer, which then spoils the waters, and then that word spreads faster than, you know, the good the good word. Exactly. Right? So what we ended up doing was we ended up taking care of this customer massively. Um, they saw how much effort we put into it. Um, fast forward nine months or so, the, the the number one guy, I saw him in Kentucky, and he's like, hey, man, we're going to be buying more units. I mean, this company's massive. I think they're out of Jersey. Um, they're massive. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Oh, great group of guys. These guys are fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because I'm blowing smoke up their butt. I don't have to do that. I can do whatever I want on this podcast. <laughs> but they they are truly really good individuals. And as weird as it sounds, I feel like I've kind of grown to like have a good relationship with these guys. Like we communicate on social media all the time. We text each other, just kind of, you know, BSing around and it's like it's now one of those people that is in the front of my mind. Like as soon as my phone comes up, his first name when it hits my phone, I think of him first. Yeah. You know, like I have a lot of Kyles in my phone, but when Kyle shows up on my phone, I think of you. Yeah. Right. Because you're at the top of the list. Um, this guy in, in his, his name starts with a D when, when that pops up my phone, I, I first thing I think of is, is him. Exactly. So it, it just goes to show you that going back to the moral compass, going back to having the laws and the values and knowing what you truly stand for will pay dividends. Huge, huge difference. And I always tell people too, when it comes to money, whether you own your own business or you don't own your own business, doing the right thing will always pay the bills. It may not seem like it in the very beginning. It may feel like, oh God, I'm just giving away cash. It won't. I promise. It will, if you see it out and you see it through and you, you don't worry about the money, it will you do the right thing the money comes very soon thereafter it comes with a balance like you were saying with the moral compass also is like having that you have to have the value in yourself Mm -hmm. in order for that to work yeah so you have to not devalue yourself to the point where everybody's walking all over you but you have to have that value of yourself to know that you can back that up oh 100 percent in your actions right like so you you say it to yourself, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, but okay, so here's where Nick gets Nick. You have to be undeniable, undeniable. When you hear my voice, what I hope is that you know that Nick Carlson is an undeniable force in the world that he lives in. When mm-hmm. Nick decides that, hey, he's going to do a podcast, kaboom, here's a podcast and it's successful. It's because I take no prisoners, I, I kick ass, take names, and we go after it as hard as I possibly can. Am I, you know, Andy Frisella and is my podcast that big yet? No, not yet. Because that's, I'm not, I just don't, I haven't put that much time into it. Um, That'd be fun to have him on. Heck yeah, he would be fire. Um, but I'd love to go toe-to-toe with him because I feel like I've got the same fire in me. He's just yeah. got 10 extra years on me. Exactly. Right, Good and good for Andy and what an amazing job he has done. It's it's incredible. If you're not an Andy Frisella fan, that's fine. But if you've never heard of him, go check out Real AF. Uh, their podcast is phenomenal. Um, but uh you know, when I when I came up with Mulchmate and brought it to Kentucky and unveiled it for the first time to the world, you got to keep one thing in mind. My last name is not John Deere or Toro. When I talk about being undeniable, I mean every little thing I did had to be so well thought out that your subconscious mind could not miss a beat. It, when it saw it, it was comfortable, it checked all the boxes, and then you would then shortly thereafter purchase a machine oh that's why we sit next to john deere and all those big names when it comes to the, the yeah. equip expo and stuff like that like yeah. we want to be that forefront yeah absolutely i mean our booth right next to us is kawasaki and Ditchwich, Ditch and then right next to that is john deere and Wright, and what's the gear company the one that makes all the pumps for all the mowers uh hydro gear hydro gear i mean and come on we are there's like Scythe, which is like the um, electric version. Now. It's a, it's a robotic mower. Okay, right. They're not a juggernaut yet. They're I'm not sure what's going on with them. I don't know their whole story, but we are in the middle of the big boys. Yeah, and that's because we're doing big boy shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it is it is it's imperative that you guys, you know, when it comes to your relationship, when it comes to you know your business, your friendships, it's got to be undeniable. 
like your friend that you were talking to the other day saying that you know, when you hang up with them, you always tell them you love them. That's just an undeniable thing that you take very serious, and apparently he does too. And it's not it's not that you guys are gay or it's not that you're um, weird. It's you're being undeniable. Yeah, you're, we've you, known each other since kindergarten. Yeah, it's intention. It's intentional, exactly. right? And a lot of people aren't intentional. They just kind of haphazardly, okay, here's a really good, for instance, right? Somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, man, how's your day? Great. Great. And then nobody, nobody actually means it. No one actually means it. Um, when it comes to, um, gosh, what what other really good examples? Well, I mean, like when I call somebody, I'll call up the Ford department, right, and say, hey, um, how's, how's your day going, man? They don't say anything. And I will sit there and pause and just let them wait. And I'll literally wait four, five, six seconds, and they're like, oh, good, good, man, how are you? And it's like, dude, I'm actually doing pretty good, you know, yeah. or, or I won't lie. I'll say, no, today's not been that great, you know, but being intentional is super, super important. Um, I think when it comes to the success of your life, not just business. Um, an- another great, a great thing um, is when I lost over a hundred pounds, I lost a hundred pounds in nine months, no surgery, no medications, no gym. I was being very intentional and I was taking the excuse away from the industry because I'd heard it on social media. Here it is again. Here's the trolls being right. And I listened to them and I said, okay, when I walk on that floor, because this is the very first year we had the big booth, right? We were just talking about next to Ditchwich and John Deere and all these big boys. <clears throat> you know, I was intentional. And when we walked on that showroom floor, I did not want anybody to have an excuse. You know, I didn't want them to look at me and go, oh, he's overweight. Well, I hate to tell you when you're overweight, you don't have it under control. You're out of control when people lose that one little subconscious checkbox, you don't get a check mark in that box. You don't get a star, right? Uh, I had a guy over the weekend, he, he found out I race cars, and he's like, what do I got to do to get into racing? And I said, well, first off, what you know, that's a wide question. What kind of race do you want to get into? I want to get into Formula One. Okay, you know, everybody that's in Formula One now had a dream about being a Formula One driver. They did. They started off. That's why they're in the driver's seat. Lewis Hamilton, when he was five years old, probably thought to himself, I want to be a Formula One driver, but he wasn't. Yeah. He had no skills. He started out at some point with nothing. So this this young man, he was 21, 22 years old. Yeah, he's a little old, but that doesn't mean he can't do it. One of the things I told him was, I was like, dude, he was standing next to this, this, um, this one guy, and this one guy was fit, fit, fit. And I looked at him. I said, okay, dude, imagine this. Imagine I'm the team owner, and you and him both walk up to me, and you both say, I want to drive your Formula 1 race car, right? The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to look at you, the one that was asking, and I'm going to go, you're fat. And he really wasn't that overweight, but he He's was... He's just thicker. Not, I wouldn't even call him thick. He just was just not fit. And then I looked at this other guy, and you can clearly tell, he works out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd pick him, dude. I'm sorry. I said, you're, you're going to walk up and waste your time because you know how many people, you know how many great race car drivers are out there? There's a lot of us. Yeah. There's, I am one, and there's a thousand... 10,000, 20,000 more of us or whatever that are out there. And to be quite honest, the reason I didn't get picked is I'm too big. I'm just too big. I was too fat. I didn't have that part of my life under control. I've tried really hard, but there are other people that are just better. And and I got my butt handed to me on the, in that regard. And that's what I told the guy. I said, I can talk about this now because I lost 100 pounds. I yeah. was 350 pounds. So I have the credentials to talk about this. Not that I'm attacking you, but I'm telling you the reality of what's going about to hit Been you. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. And a lot of people, man, they ignore reality. The reality of a lot of situations are what they are, and they're trying to ignore it. Um, and that's a, it's a sad, sad thing that, that – if people would just get down with the realities of life, they would be far more successful, far more successful. So um, I think if you guys can just hear me and understand that um, your life is fully 100% in your control and understand that you're going to have to to take an exit every once in a while and adjust what you're going to do. Like, I couldn't take – okay, for instance, in 2014, I broke my jaw. And when I broke my jaw, I'll tell you the story real quick. I was in a heavy equipment accident. I had a Bandit 250 XP 12-inch wood chipper with, like, 140 horsepower diesel, John Deere diesel engine in the sucker. Think well, about the tree companies that are going down the road just with, like, the big trailers. Like, that's – Big that's yellow. The big yellow things. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about things that will kill you. These things have a high kill rate. And I was always concerned about getting sucked up into one because yeah. I've been grabbed by branches and not yanked into one, but like I could feel it trying to grab me. And I'd like move out of the way. Mm-hmm. And, 
Thank God I was smart there. enough to do it. Yeah, we, I think anybody that's used one has, has had that concern. Well, I had bought one used, and to make a long story short, it had a problem, and the 1,800-pound steel blade inside that chips everything up broke, and it all hit me in the face and knocked my, my jaw clean off my face. So I've got 10 screws, two plates um, in the right side of my face. There's a nice scar, so if you ever see me, um, I don't care if you comment on the scar. It doesn't bother me at all. It is what it is. I'm Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm paralyzed on the right side of my face, and I had to relearn how to talk and all that kind of jazz, uh, which is kind of funny because we're doing podcasts, which is all that talking, and that is one of the things I struggle with. Um, but, uh, you know, I could have let that, that whole situation um, kill me. I remember laying in the hospital after surgery thinking, who can I blame this on? And I thought, don't do that. Yeah, it's no. not needed. It's not needed. It's A, it's not needed. B, it's my fault. I screwed up. I, I'm the one that made the mistake, and I owned it. And that's what a lot of people, I think, really, really, really miss out on the opportunity of that. There was a lesson for you to learn. You you decided to blame someone else on your mistake, and you have missed out on that beautiful lesson that easily could have taken you to the next level and instead you're still where you were 10 years ago because you're not you take it on the chin all the time kyle you're like i screwed up i had shiny syndrome and i remember i i feel like i told you that i'm not sure who else told you i'm sure your dad did too um i feel like i slapped you really hard with that one and i was scared to death honestly to do it but i felt like felt like you could handle it and you did you really did so kudos to you for that one well, my life is my life. I'm not going to let it. So, like, when it comes to, like, getting a promotion, is it somebody else's fault that you got the promotion, or is it you? No, it's it's your actions that gave you that promotion. You know, it's it's your actions that caused you to have, you know, in other scenarios, people who have issues with their relationships. It's the actions of that person. You know, you can't blame it on somebody else. Oh, absolutely. You're talking about relationships. I, when I was building Dawson Manufacturing and MulchMate and all that and my landscape company, I let my relationship fully suffer, and it's my fault. Mm-hmm. It's it's my fault. I took my eye off of that ball because I thought, oh, I got that. You know, you're seeing people spinning plates on the poles, mm-hmm. right? I didn't continually spin the plates. So the plate fell off and hit the ground. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what better analogy to give you other than you. It, they're not just going to spin on their own. You you have to take control recognize what you've got going on and maybe you have too many plates going like there have been plenty of times in my life where i didn't have enough plates going and i felt like i didn't feel good and then there have been times where i've had too many plates going at once so you got to know you know we're all we're all it, it, it sounds like it comes back to you having that moral compass of knowing who you are that's the foundation and then you have to have the focus but you don't want to take it so that your focus is too abroad correct you have to have it where it's just right. Just right for you. Exactly. But you also have to be able to take that next step to add one more lane. Because mm-hmm. it's like when we were having um, we were having reviews. You were comparing everybody within the building of how many lanes they had. Sam has the most. You know, Justin is coming up on the second. Jamie has his lanes, which are – he has a lot, but they're not in the same respect as Sam's. Correct. Sam is running – this entire shop when it comes to the back section of this building you know he's making sure that i have powder coating go on on schedule making sure that gavin's producing the correct welds i have to watch gavin's welds to make sure that you know something's not tack welded or anything like that so everybody has their own lanes but the lanes have to kind of pass over on one another but we're all responsible for our own part oh 100 and it's my job to pave the road so you guys can travel down the proper lane and if you exit the lane i have to throw up a guardrail somehow to hold you in your lane because if you start mixing with somebody else it just gets messy you're gonna crash yeah when two people two cars in racing we call it real estate when two race cars are going for the same piece of real estate what do you think happens Uh, boom boom they crash they in the wall and the race is over and you're toast and 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 you can't stop from crashing sometimes yeah there are a lot of times when the crash is there to teach you a lesson i have learned a lot of lessons and i'm not done learning lessons i had somebody come up to me in kentucky um and that's probably the next podcast here guys is gonna probably gonna be all about kentucky and what we did out there at the equip expo this year in 2023 but the first day i had a guy come up to me he's like i don't like you i'm like interesting i, uh, I, I do yeah yeah i remember you saying i that. was very intrigued by this um 
I said, I said, well, okay, that's cool. We're all entitled to our own opinions. I said, can can I ask why? He goes, well, you're cocky. And I'm like, okay, again, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask another question. How did you come to that conclusion? And he goes, well, you just think you know it all. And I said, okay, with what? He goes, well, when you just shoot your videos, you just act like you're Mr. Know It All, and and no one's as smart as you. And I said, okay, okay, time out, time, time out, time out. I do not think I'm as smart as Ed Wright when it comes to mowers. Ed Wright. I've had many a t- conversations with that man, and I, I, I feel like I can call him a friend, and I feel like if I call his cell phone, because I have it, he'll answer, and he'll know exactly who I am, and he'll g- give me the time, because I've earned that respect with him. Um, but in his world, I am a student. When I step into his factory, I am in awe of what's going on, because first off, I don't know if you guys know this or not. The place is awesome. It's awesome. Toyota set up his factory helped yeah. helped get them where they are not saying that he didn't do a good job but he had a very large helping hand and that is freaking cool um but i told this person i said see this black carpet and there was i was pointing to our booth because yeah. the carpet outside of our booth is gray um i said in this world in this world i am the foremost expert there isn't a soul that i can find that has my abilities my testing my data i you gotta understand something not only have I done all the testing and creating and inventing, and I have over a dozen utility patents in my name. That that alone, this okay, this is gonna get a little cocky. I am in the same room with Albert freaking Einstein, Nikola Tesla. I have a utility patent. You know how many people have utility patents? It ain't many. And especially like my patent attorney says, he's I am the only utility patent that he's ever gotten that has come to market and sold millions and tens of millions of dollars worth of product. And he says all the patents he writes are for like a latch on a satellite. Hmm. Like, and he's a litigating patent attorney. Big boy. There is $750 an hour for this guy. Yeah. Like, this is no joke stuff. Um, but this person, you know, I don't even know their name, but I, say, I said, look, in, in my world, I hold the credentials and I know this. I believe better than anybody. And if somebody wants to challenge me, I will be more than happy to... I don't know, have a conversation with somebody. But I wouldn't say it's cockiness. It's more or less confidence because you know you have that data. Confidence like, slash credentials. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that – I wouldn't call that cockiness. That's exactly what you said. It's the mm-hmm. confidence of your credentials. And com- where's confidence come from, right? Like what's the definition of confidence? Confidence is when you go out there, you test, you learn, you fail, you figure out, you put something else together, you come up with this recipe, and you know – because the data has shown you over and over and over again that it this is how this is going to work out. And so you then create a confidence because of years of testing and data. That's where the confidence comes from. Confidence, that's, God, that's another podcast I would love to touch on is false confidence. Yeah. Fake confidence. Been I, there. Dude, I have so many people I know, and there's, there's a couple of family members I have. They have fake confidence. And I'm like, dude, you have no credentials. Stop lying to yourself. You're doing yourself such an injustice. I don't really care what you do. I really, my hands are up in the air, guys. I really don't care what you do, but at the end of the day, your results will show whether or not you actually do know what you're talking about yeah. or not. And unfortunately, they're, they're going to have to learn the hard way. Exactly. And, and this podcast is all about trying to help you learn with and be able to avoid the hard way if you just simply just listen to us and apply it and then make simple adjustments along the way to make it work for you. Find your moral compass. Find your moral compass. That is so freaking important. Awesome, guys. Well, we say that's number three. That's number three, guys. Thank you for listening, tuning in. Don't forget to uh, subscribe and follow us. Leave us some comments. I'm not just saying leave us a com- comments. Comment, review, help us out. Boost yeah. our algorithm because that's where the, the algorithm is for podcasts is your review yeah. and your, your comments. It, and it's not just for, you know, the gain for us to gain more traction, but – you know, we want to know what you guys are thinking about, what you're wanting us to talk about. It's going to help us grow this deal. And how we can get better. And it can give back to you. That's the whole idea is giving back to you guys. So with that said, boys, we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Bye.